Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! More details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, a brand new, spoiler-free movie review for what already is the biggest movie this summer. It might even end up being the biggest movie this summer at this rate, the way the box office turned out. Uh, And the first new Spider-Man movie in about a year and a half. Um, But the first animated Spider-Man movie in over four years. Uh, and I'm going to say it right now. I'm buying this movie. Uh, <laughs> and I- I'm going to assume there's two other people who are going to buy this movie as well. Uh, cause we're going to be joined by two guests who saw this movie and also like me, can't wait to talk about it. Spider-Man across the multiverse, formerly known as Spider-Man across the multiverse. Never mind, Spider-Man across the spider-verse. Sp- uh, see, Jamie practice her opening line so much that I've got multiverse on the mind here. Spider-Man across the- Great start. Spider-Man Great Across start. the Spider-Verse. Too many spiders in the title. Uh, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. No longer part one, just Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, my name is Colin, and chai means tea. You're saying TT. Would I ask you for coffee, coffee with room for cream, cream? And my name is Jamie, and the power of the multiverse is in the palm of my hand. You got it. That's because, uh, name- yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> My name is Patrick, and kick a crap on the establishment, I salute you. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> if, if you didn't recognize that voice, uh, if you've listened to any of our reviews where Ben and I are joined by a special guest who goes on a five-minute rant, um, that's Patrick, who's my nephew, who you would have heard probably years ago on multiple episodes. You appeared on a few full episodes with us, didn't you? Yes, I did. I appeared in Avengers End, not Endgame, Infinity War, Bumblebee, and I think maze that's Runner? it. We did a Maze Runner episode with you. Well, and it was brothers. a half. So yeah. yeah, you and your brothers as well. So you've been on the Oz Network before. You're you're back. You're doing a full episode yeah. because Ben didn't actually want to watch this movie, and Jamie's here because I dragged. Well, her to he's see a him. loser. <laughs> Who is Jamie or Ben? Ben. Obviously. Oh, there we go. Well, that's popular opinion. I mean, <laughs> you've just gained yourself a few fans just for saying that. But uh, across the Spider Verse, uh, I I'll also kind of start off. I. Did not get to see Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, when it first came out in theaters, even though I thought, wow, this looks really good, especially for an anime movie. I'm not an animated movie guy. Like, there's odd mm-hmm. ones that I think are decent, but if I watch an animated movie and I'm like, oh, that was decent, I'll never go in my way to watch it again. Uh, I saw Into the Spider-Verse uh, probably when it came out on, on demand not long after um, it was in theaters. And I absolutely, like, Jamie was there. She remembers. Like, I was obsessed with this movie, and she actually got it for me for my birthday, like, you know, not long after that. And I, I can't even count how many times I've seen Into the Spider-Verse. And I, I bragged on mm-hmm. it a lot. Well, Ben and I were doing the Spider-Man recaps years ago, uh, right before No Way Home came out, I bragged on a lot. Um, I thought the bar was so high that there would be no way that I would 
love across the Spider-Verse. And I love it even more than Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, that's just me. But uh, Patrick, you can start off because you didn't see this with us. You, you No, I did not. Well, I also want to go night. on a little bit. Yeah, I did. Uh, I wanted to also go on a little bit of a rant. I'm kind of in the same situation as you, um, except for the fact that I am not a fan of Sony Animations at all. The only movie that I really was in favor of them doing is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, but that's just an unpopular opinion. But yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, when I watched it, it was really shocking. And I think even Sony just producing Spider-Man movies, they have failed tremendously. Like we look at the... Yes, um, we look at the Andrew Garfield series and it was like trash. And so no. I was very, spec- I was very, sc- okay. Who's the, the loser now, like Patrick? <laughs> okay. I'm with your well, uncle the- on this one. Sorry. <laughs> well, the second K, okay, the second one was trash. Okay. Yes, I'll just say that. Probably. But it was, it, it, I was very skeptical, but Into the Spider-Verse shocked me across the Spider-Verse shocked me even more. Like you mentioned before, there was, definitely a height that they have definitely overcame and i am actually really excited to see what the third one now has and it's just gonna be insane and so yeah um my guess Santa jamie what do you got what do you think what's your i guess backstory with into the spider-verse so when it comes to spider-man you know i colin's gonna hate me for saying this but the original movies i actually was not that big of a fan of get off the podcast both of you no uh what's the actor's name again toby mcguire yeah you know he's he's you're out of the family maybe it's partially because i don't really find him that attractive so like i need some man candy yeah you're superficial like with with andrew garfield like he was really cute like you know for a tall lanky geeky dude you know um but is it all about that though? Because I mean, like with this movie uh, and uh, the the Miles Morales, it's animated, right? So I mean, you can't say like, oh, hot or not, because it's it's. Well, animation. you do often with animation. Okay, we well, have disagreements on that. You could characters that are hot, whatever. But like the art style in these movies, it's it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. Uh, I feel like the art is just groundbreaking and then they go ahead and they have amazing story on top of that and like the voice actors like everything about the movie just pops for this yeah. movie and for the last one so what, what this I think, one, what, did you have any any hot takes on this one um you know the only thing that um i i would say um some people might criticize but i actually liked is uh what's what's the term for that again when people throw in stuff into a movie for nostalgia, nostalgia bait. Uh, yeah. Or, or fan service would be probably yeah. the popular term. So like some mm-hmm. people might say that, but I actually really enjoyed what they did. And from the reaction in the theater, I would say that everybody else did too. Um, and I look back at that other Spider-Man movie. Um, I forget the name of it. Stay home. Yeah. The one where uh, all of the <laughs> yeah. characters come up and like the theater just broke out like in cheers and everybody's like, Rah! like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, some people might criticize that. And I, I think that we kind of talked about this, but, um, with this movie, it, it felt like, oh, okay, th- this is where they're going to leave it off, you know, the story. And then it just kept going. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but, well, actually let me get to that now. Cause I'll, I'll get my only complaint out of the way now. Like I said, this was supposed to be across Spider-Verse part one. And it was really, I, it, it was so last minute that, I think it was a week before this movie came out. I'm like, oh, they dropped the part one from the title. And I looked up 
and saw that they had decided, well, the third one's no longer going to be Across the Spider-Verse Part 2. It's going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, but everybody mm -hmm. knew this would be the first of a two-part movie going in. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't think there was anybody who didn't think this wasn't going to end on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. My issue with it, and Patrick, you can fill me in if, if you had the same feeling watching this, was that I felt like, like most of these movies that is the first of two parts, the Matrix sequels, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Kill Bill, whatever, um, they don't quite know where's the right place to end it. And I felt like there was several points that were a better point to end this movie where maybe it wouldn't have been a massive cliffhanger, but they just kind of, I, I felt like this movie ended 10 minutes into Beyond the Spider-Verse, whereas you could have just ended it at a certain point 10 minutes earlier where it wouldn't have been mm -hmm. like, whoa, shocker cliffhanger, but it would have been a more complete ending, if that makes any sense. Well, I think the, the shock factor is what it gets to the part two. Like we look at Avengers Endgame, and Infinity War and how that has been so successful. And from the time it has been, I think I look back on it now and it's like, did we really have to wait through that? But I think they have to end it on a cliffhanger because if you said like, if it was going to be a complete story, then there would be no reason to come back to beyond the Spider-Verse. My only complaint though with this movie is honestly, I'll get this out of the way too, is that it's very, very fast paced. And not just by the action sequences. The action sequences are amazing. My The only thing about me is that it was too much dialogue. And the dialogue was happening so fast, I could barely catch any of the jokes. Like, you mentioned the Chai T one. That was basically the only one I caught. I have to see this movie a second time or maybe buy it and watch it, like, in 75 frames per second or something like that. But I'm just... It was really fast. And I actually saw, like, that complaint as well on instagram too and i was like maybe it'll brush off me but no i definitely noticed it a little bit and yeah i that's my only complaint about it last thing to kind of touch on the ending of this movie and my mm -hmm. idea with the cliffhangers i don't even think it's necessarily oh you had to end it was the cliffhanger they chose to end on which was like the third cliffhanger in a row i'm like i feel like i, I personally there's a mm -hmm. point where once we get into spoilers or eventually cover these movies I feel like there's a point where he kind of returns or you think he returns where I'm like, Oh, this is where you ended. But it was the fact they went through two or three cliffhangers before they got to the one they ended on, which kind of made it feel like, wow, we're well into the third yeah. movie now. But what you're, you're saying though, I, I kind of agree with you because this movie's really split up into two parts. And this is where the movie surprised me the most. Um, the first half of the movie, in fact, I would say more than the first half of the movie, it's just Miles Morales's personal story. It's yeah. not a lot of mm -hmm. action. But then as soon as, they start exploring the Spider-Verse, it suddenly becomes, like you said, it's very fast-paced. It's like a joke a minute, a line a minute, a twist a minute, um, so much happening on screen that, yeah, at that point, it, it's it's that shock of the first hour that is so patient going into the second hour that's like, like slow down a second, right? Which you definitely have to have attention. And that's, I, I think it demands you seeing it a second time. You're poking me as if you're wanting to say something, Jamie. I just didn't want to interrupt you. I was... China. Okay, so you decided to poke <laughs> me to interrupt me to tell me you didn't want to interrupt me. No, I was just trying to let you know that I have something to say on that. Okay, we'll say something on it then. I was going to just... Raise your hand next time. I was just going to comment on what you're saying, both of you guys, for the fast-paced part um, and how you're talking about the first part being his story and then once they're in the Spider-Verse and everything like that, it's super fast. 
I still remember when we were in the theater and we were laughing about it because you're like, oh, well, now seems like a good time. Oh, let, to go let me tell that story. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. You, can, you can tell it. Okay. Oh, so I can't wait. <laughs> second, in the second half of the movie. So they're into the mm -hmm. Spider-Verse and I really have to go pee bad. Like I I, I was going to pee my pants in my seat. Yeah. Uh, or I was going to down <laughs> reflect to my cup and discreetly do it uh, mm -hmm. underneath my shirt or something. But I was this yeah. close to peeing my pants. So I was just waiting. Now, of course, we're into the Spider-Verse. I'm like, this is where it's probably going to have all these little things in the background and characters and i mean mm -hmm. what they'll say like what you were saying Jimmy, with like people applauding i did not expect in an animated movie that there would be that many fans that would catch every oh there's the ultimate spider-man spider-man right there's the spectacular spider-man spider-man the fans caught literally everything but yeah. when they first start exploring the spider society it's just everything is just in the background right I'm, I'm trying to look but i'm like okay i'm getting the impression that anything that is to be seen will just be background shots not being anything more. Mm -hmm. so i told you i'm like I'm going to go to the bathroom now. And I'm not joking. I was in and back in my seat within two minutes. Now in those two minutes, I come back. What did I miss? And Jamie's like, uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then she basically tried to describe to me. It, it was, people, a, it was the like, loudest. She's like, people part. started cheering and yeah. applauding and screaming. And at one point there was, a, and I won't spoil what it is. At one point there was a live action shot of this one guy. And I'm like, and she starts describing and this is, I guess, spoiled. There are some live action characters from other you know, Spider-Man movies that make appearances in mm -hmm. here, including in that one sequence, somebody where I'm like, wait, are you talking about the guy from Homecoming that was supposed to be this? I'm like, so I missed that too. So I basically missed the biggest applause of this movie during just a two minute break. Uh, and mm -hmm. But yet there are other things in here. Like, I think that's what's fun is that this, it's not fan service the way, No Way Home was perfect, right? Because yeah, everybody, absolutely. Kind of, everybody knew we're going to get these characters going in. I mean, if you just try to keep it quiet, if it was like Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, hey, there's Wedge, even though nobody can recognize him. Like, that's just cheap fan service. But mm -hmm. this movie, a lot of these little things they do, it's just very brief things. Like, there's a live-action sequence where an animated character is suddenly in a live-action world from one of the Sony Spider-Verse movies. I won't spoil which one. And it is a brand-new scene. And then there's other... We'll basically say there is live-action appearances from almost every single Spider-Man film up until this point, including one new scene from a Spider-Man related film. Uh, but that mm -hmm. stuff doesn't take away from the movie. Like I going back to what I was saying about the first half being so slow and personal. And, and that's what I like because um, mm -hmm. Patrick, you and I were talking, uh, I think it was just before you saw across Spider-Verse, you'd, you'd finally seen Shazam Fury of the Gods and you weren't that pleased with it. And I was kind of saying some of my problems with it there was no personal story. And and this yeah. is what my fear was about Across the Spider-Verse. My fear was that, oh, we've gotten the personal story out of the way, which is what was so good about Into the Spider-Verse. Now it's just going to be all this craziness mm -hmm. and a million different cameos <clears throat> and all that. But then when they spend an hour building the storyline of still this teenage boy who's awkward, who's mm -hmm. really who's disconnected from his parents, that's what I wanted, but didn't think I was going to get on this movie because none of that was promoted. So yeah. for anybody who wants that the heart to the movie, that something like Shazam Fury of the Gods or Ant-Man Quantumania were like really missing, this movie mm -hmm. has it. Like it really has it. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like for the trailer that they actually did a really good job with not spoiling anything. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they gave you the gist of what everything was about without actually spoiling anything. Yeah. And I think also, I also want to applaud like the storytelling, the story in this movie too, because like you mentioned, it's divided into two halves. So we have the half which which has the spot as the villain, which he's awesome. I love mm. him. Oh, and then we have and then we have uh, the Spire Society in the second half. 
And what I actually love about it is how they explain like how to become a Spider-Man or how you, you become a Spider-Man and show yeah. these specific events that take place. And it's like, it makes a lot of sense. And it's like, yeah, I like that. And, and how that ties into Miles Morales' story and how that a big conflict between the Spire Society and Spider-Man 99, who I also love. Oh, yeah. It's just that really, what I am really disappointed in the movies nowadays is like they try to take the cheap way out. Like I love No Way Home with all my heart, but the way they cheaped out on oh these multiverse villains coming in, like that was a very cheap way to make Plot, a good story. Holes galore, a movie that so, I will never get sick of that I absolutely love, but so riddled with plot holes. <laughs> but this one, it ties everything together, and it makes it so compelling and so interesting, and. The canon events, it's like, yeah, I, I love it. And the way they also integrated with other people as well, like Uncle Ben may die in one multiverse, but then you have Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy's multiverse yeah, so that dies who, in place of him. Yeah, exactly. So it's, You're left wondering, it could be any, but just like that first movie was anybody could be a hero, this one's sort of like, anybody could be the one that dies, but somebody's got to die, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I also, one more thing I want to applaud, which, which is also like a part of the also storytelling is how, it's not told from Miles' perspective. That's all I'll say. It's a third-person story. And the character that tells it, I'm not going to spoil it because I don't know, but it's an amazing job. And I did not expect that out of that character. Mm -hmm. And just the relationship between, I guess I'll say it now, it's Gwen Stacy, but yeah. I think we all kind of noticed that because of their relationship and how this one it dives deeper into it and how it's leading up towards like what's going to happen to this film. And that's like the first like 30 seconds to a minute where Gwen is basically telling us like, okay, this is what happened. Are you in? And that is just, that's very creative. And I think that it's definitely like a, hey, let's do something different. And yeah, hearing from a third person's perspective, like especially from Gwen Stacy, who I think is the best character in Across the Spider-Verse, not going to lie. It's just amazing and i think her story being centered around across the spider verse is also very compelling too because yeah we got miles story but here's gwen's here too mm -hmm. so i just that's what i personally love about it and there's talk about her getting a spinoff which to be honest uh i i was not quite sure of and then when i saw this movie i'm like well she could totally carry a spinoff like i see mm -hmm. this character being deep enough to do a spinoff but at the same time i'm thinking like they found a way to have both her and miles share the spotlight in Across Spider-Verse, where it's like, just let the storyline play out, you know? Like, don't, don't give her mm -hmm. her own spinoff, just let it be. But in the end, it is still Miles' story, but I'll agree with you, like, maybe because we knew nothing about her character going in, uh, she she does kind of steal a lot of the scenes. And it's an animated character we're saying stealing the scenes, but what what I, what I find- And, and how, how cool does she look? She oh, looks she so looks cool. amazing. But the she... animation is also amazing. It's like, her I cannot hair. brag She's about so the amazing. fact, like, I cannot brag about the fact that it is, all like different animation styles. Like, you go to the Pujambe of New York, and it's yeah. all different. We go to Gwen Stacy's universe, Stacy's it's all world, different. Yeah, it looks, and, it also and then we go to like the, scribbles at times. <laughs> and then we go at the last world, which is the big plot twist. It is also looks very different. And yeah, there is a plot twist, but it is amazing. The animation style just went out. They just like, scratched underneath the surface which is why i'm very i don't know if i'm nervous but i'm very excited to see what beyond is going to bring because hey maybe they'll raise the heights even more 
because of this movie. We don't know. It's a very questionable thing right now. And having the movie set apart a year, I'm expecting it to be postponed because like I saw a post on Instagram that was like the Gwen Stacy character, she basically recorded her lines for Across the Fibers four years before this movie came out. I'm expecting this movie to be delayed. Well, and if they want to make a good movie like this, it has to be delayed. Well, but the, it's it's basically done now. Like I, I think the current release date is March. The reason I think it might be delayed is just because of box office. Like nobody expected across Spider Verse. I think there there are estimates that it could have done close to like ninety million dollars, and then it opens a hundred. It opened higher than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I mean, it is the second biggest opening of the year, and this is an animated. Well, it's, a, it's a Spider Man movie. It's but, a Spider Man movie. It's and I, outgrossed. Two of Tom Holland's opening weekends. Like the only Tom Holland movie that has made more than this on opening weekend was No Way Home. And that was with everybody in it. Like I, I think this movie's it's 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 already basically going down in history as like not just in terms of box office, but like critical response, fan response. I mean, everybody's probably seen at this point something about, you know, some shot at Doctor Strange, where I, I think there was even one one that was kind of using The Simpsons, was showing the poster of Doctor Strange, the poster of this, and it was basically like the father telling the son, that's how you make a Spider-Verse movie, or that's how you make a multiverse movie. But I think w- what works about this in comparison to something like uh, Multiverse of Madness, and I kind of complained, a lot of the harsh criticism Multiverse of Madness got seemed to be directed at, people wanted like a million cameos, and they wanted it to be like some groundbreaking mm-hmm. movie, like an Avengers movie, and I'm like, I just want a Doctor Strange movie. Um, in the end, this does have a lot of those little cameos here and there, but it is just a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie. And yet the multiverse storyline, this is like the way everything everywhere out all at once did it. Like, like it basically has blown your mind in terms of the story and the twist where you're like, wow, I never thought that a movie could actually do something like this. And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's pulled off, like the drama is pulled off so well. Like I, I, I could not get over one scene after the other, how much, everything made sense <laughs> even though a multiverse shouldn't make sense mm-hmm. the only thing that really yeah. mattered to me was back to the future because back to the future as much as people try to poke plot holes in this and that i'm like back to the future is incredibly complex and yet when you stop and think about it it's like it all actually makes sense and this movie made sense despite being crazy science fiction um mm-hmm. one other thing that you were you looking at you're gonna say something you're, you're not poking me jamie so you're not trying to interrupt <laughs> i was admiring your paint job in the basement oh yes patrick you can see do you like the renovated basement with yeah i, I like paint. it i like it good i worked hard <laughs> on it uh jamie's admiring it uh so uh, why why do we talk about the spot like the spot well, yeah, is so like I, really... I actually was gonna bring that up too i was gonna say it's like he's a very favorite... very weird villain because it's like i guess also james gunn does this a lot where he's like takes mediocre villains and turns them great yeah. this movie does with the spawn it's like starts off as very goofy but it does, like, I heard it explained from a YouTube channel. I don't remember what it's called, so I can't credit them for it. But they explained it how the spot was very goofy. And it's like a Miles Morales kind of thing where he gains his confidence over time. And now he's like, instead of the big hero that Miles was into in into the Spider-Verse, he is now the big villain into beyond the Spider-Verse, which I found that explanation very well. And the spot was, I was very worried about him, but he was very threatening. And I'm... I don't know what else to say because he is just amazing. And he also, the voice actor was also fantastic. I feel like I know him from somewhere, but I have no idea. But is it Into the Spider-Verse? Because there is something that explains his character was in Into oh, the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but that sense. But still, like, the spot is like, wow. I, he, I think he might even be better than Kingpin. I, mm-hmm. I'm honestly thinking, like, he's better. Not because of the fact, like, he's a 
because the kingpin is iconic, but the spot just brings a different vibe. And yeah, that's what I think about the spot. Jamie, what uh, do you got to say? Have Have you? Has this um, villain been in anything else, or is this the first time he's appeared? He, he's he's a villain that exists, not one that I'm overly familiar with. And again, like I know a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Like it's an obscure villain. It's a character that apparently this was like a behind the scenes things between the writers, the producers, the directors, or whatever, where somebody kept suggesting using the spot as the main villain, and they're like, "Nah, that's not going to work." And then they said, "All right, well, give us a shot with it." And then there was a draft of the script where it's like, "Wow, actually, you're right. This works," which is very similar to Bane in um, the Dark Knight Rises, where David Goyer was pitching to Christopher Nolan, "Let's do Bane." And he's like, "I don't want to do Bane. That's stupid." And then he turned into script. He's like, "Well, you, you, you're onto something. Bane works." Like that's the thing. The spot is still a cartoony villain, but it's the fact it, it's not even what you see of the spot because what you see of the spot keeps the fun in the movie. But then mm -hmm. there's this bigger threat revolving around this character. You're like, oh, they're going to go somewhere, you know, pretty complex with this. And that's interesting. Uh, I do want to mm -hmm. quickly uh, mention the the soundtrack. Oh, oh. oh there you go. Okay. I, so I now she's not only <laughs> me, but she's rolling her eyes to get my attention. I, I had asked you a question, but I had something else to say. Okay. Is it about the paint job in the basement? No, it's okay. about the spot. So I was just going to say, number one. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that they weren't necessarily on board with it right away because I feel like his villain, that character, goes along so well with like, you know, the multi-dimension, multiverse type of idea. Um, but I just wanted to also comment, you know, when I was watching this movie um, initially and thought about it as well afterwards, um, that villain specifically, the spot, I don't know what it is about him, but he totally... It, it's a, like a retro vibe yeah it, it doesn't feel like a modern villain but, it, fe it feels like a villain that you might have seen from like the 60s does that make sense yeah and that's that's yeah that does like, make sense this movie i mean the both of these movies they're really blending genres they're blending time periods and i'm a much bigger fan of like the classic like villains yeah me too um you know i i i'm not saying they pulled it off in spider-man 3 but if you'd ask me who I would rather see between Sandman and Venom, I might be one of the rare people that say I'd rather see Sandman. Now they kind of failed with both of them in Spider-Man three, uh, but a lot of things failed in Spider-Man three. But yeah, I like those classic villains, which is why I let, I was so excited to see mm -hmm. Mysterio in the 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 Marvel movies and everything. But uh, that's one of the things that kind of works, like you said, with the whole multiverse thing. I did want to comment on the soundtrack because I mean the soundtrack for Into the Spider Verse probably one of the few original soundtracks that have really taken off over like the last decade. And there's the mm -hmm. one song on there, What's Up Danger, which I don't think there's anything in this movie that touches that. But <laughs> there's one, the, the theme song that plays in the end called Am I Dreaming? If people have a chance, check out the song Am I Dreaming from the new Spider-Man movie. It's it's amazing. I still think th this soundtrack as a whole, uh, it's not as good as Into the Spider-Verse, but it's still a great soundtrack. Um, hmm. We don't have too much time left here, but uh, I did want to uh, just quickly, I guess, uh, well, we'll have to get ratings and everything for it. But quickly, just comment on um, the, uh, the 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 action sequences and everything. Uh, without giving away too much, I mean, there is, I would say, the biggest action sequence movie involves as many Spider Mans as you can count. <laughs> and I think that was the point in the movie where I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, like this isn't just good for an animated movie. This would be good for a live action movie. And yeah. there's no way you could make this movie the same doing it live action. But the only other mm -hmm. animated movie I've ever seen where I felt like an action sequence grabbed me where I'm like, Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat was how to train your dragon. And those are probably the only other animated movies that I'll go out of my way to watch more than once. But this blows it away. Like I think 
all the the action sequences are fun, but particularly that one where it's like as many Spider-Man as you could think of all involved in one sequence. I'm just like, I was literally edge of my seat. And I think that was the moment where I, the, the rest of the movie, I'm like, oh, like I really like this. In some ways I like it more, but I don't know if it tops the first one. And then that one action sequence, yeah. oh, this, this is better. This is the best one. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, it's, I can agree with you on that, but yeah, they also undermined like the, they were all chasing the, uh, like this one character and they were undermining his like ability to do stuff. Yeah. And because he was a young, because he's a kid. Well, it's Miles. And, and, yeah. And you know what? Also, like the biggest twist in this movie happens during this sequence. And I'm not going to say anything about it, but it was, it's still like eye opening. Like I, I'm going to go back to Into the Spider-Verse to see if this is actually adds up. It's like they planned this all along. And that's what sequels are great for. It's like, you're not going to do this for a cash grab. You actually are planning this out. Yeah. And so that was a very neat information there. And then Oscar Isaac, like, come on. Oh yeah. If you don't Oscar. love Spider, if you don't, if you don't love Spider-Man 99, you are trash. Like yeah. he was very menacing, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't know whose side I'm on. It's very weird about That's his what character. Works about this about, movie is you don't take one side or the other. You're like, oh, that guy kind of makes sense. Oh, but so does he. <laughs> It's just like it's very weird. It's just like, yeah, I want to pick a side, but who is the real antagonist here? Mm-hmm. Like, we, if you if you see the movie, like, there are two sides of the story, and the both sides, like you said, they make sense. Yeah, and there's no true antagonist in that second half. I don't think there's just that big conflict that happens. And yeah. I just again, Oscar Isaac does an amazing performance of of Spider Man ninety nine, and. And his story, his backstory as well, was very emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think just based on that, that's why I, he's trying to hold this together as much as he can without anything bad happening to it. And yeah, um, he was just amazing. And just everything about it was, I, I don't know what to expect and beyond. I, I'm still like on the edge of my seat, like what to see a trailer from this. For yeah. the new movie. It's, it's almost too bad they didn't end this with a trailer like that. I know the Matrix sequels came out. You stayed for the credits of the Matrix 2 and then you saw mm-hmm. the trailer for Matrix 3. Like, I, I'm I'm the same as you. I'm like, I'm just waiting. Okay, show me when it's coming out. Make sure make sure that the release date's still gonna be March or whatever. It'll be in time for my birthday. It'll be even better. Uh we're running out of time here, but uh I've already given my buy it for this one, but I'm gonna add something else uh after that. Jamie, uh what are you gonna do with this? Um buy it, of course. Okay, of course. Patrick. Okay. Well, here's a controversial take. Don't do it. I You're will, in the family too. I and I'm gonna buy it, but I cannot, in my conscience, rate it higher than Into the Spider Verse yet. Uh, Here's why: wait for the third. I want to wait for the third. I want to see if Sony can stick the landing because it is very. They're in a very weird situation with with Beyond, and where they could be lazy with it. Because I think we've noticed, like Spider Man Three, that was a trash movie, and it was a good. Start, starting point for Sam Raimi. I think we see it as well with other trilogies too. I'm just very worried and I'm not going to give it a proper rating except that I still loved it, but I cannot say in my conscience that it's better than Into the Spider-Man yet. That's, that's a fair point because uh, the thing that I wanted to add was that at this point, I'm saying this is better than Into the Spider-Verse. In fact, when we walked out of the theater, the first thing I said to Jamie is like, the last time I saw a movie and had this reaction to it 
was Top Gun Maverick. And I ended up seeing that movie six or seven times in the theater and still how many more times uh, since we've had uh, like uh, digital. But this is my favorite movie of the year. And I never would have thought an animated movie would be my favorite movie of the year. I'm saying right now, this movie, consider this for best picture nomination. Like I, I'm not- Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Is, but you know, being on the Oscars, they won't good. rate it. Well, they won't they, rate it. They, they have, won't. <laughs> Toy Story 3 got an Oscar nomination, you know? Well, yes, but it's a, su- Avatar it's a superhero got one movie. Last year. It's a super well, Avatar special, but they don't rate superhero movies the same way. And yeah, I Black don't know. Black Panther got an Oscar nomination. Well, I that's think because if, it's Black Panther. If there's anything that's going to get one, it's going to be this. Patrick, I hope you're making so. me feel old over here. Why? First of all, just Why? for context, so everybody knows. He's a grown adult. He is of age. He's grown up. Yes. I can still remember many years ago, though, when we would take the boys with us to see movies and how every oh, yeah. after every single movie, they would all be like, that's my favorite movie ever. Oh, yeah. And now to hear him talk about movies. Well, that was funny because it's so cute. Yeah, no, that's funny because I, I can't remember what maybe it was this. I was I was telling Ben we we're going to record an episode or something. And then I'm like, oh, even my nephew loved it. And he goes, doesn't he love every movie? But that's Jamie's point is like, I don't definitely grown up because you you have a critical mind now. You're not just going to I do have a critical person. mind now. And I rate, I ranted about Dark Fate. I ranted about Fury of the Gods, even though you didn't see it. I still rant about stuff. Yes. Again, I do not know how to rate in- across the Spider-Verse yet. But I'm going to wait to see beyond. And we'll see where that goes from there. I, I say at this point, this is my favorite movie I've seen since Top Gun Maverick. This is something where I'm going to be like, end of the year, This give this a Best Picture nomination. It is that good. But at the same time, it is half of a movie. And especially because this movie ends where I'm like, oh, are these movies so closely connected that if the third one isn't great, it's going to affect this. That can happen sometimes. So yeah, I'll reserve, mm-hmm. uh, I'll reserve a full, that, that could change. Maybe by the end of this trilogy, I'll be like, oh, Beyond the Spider-Verse didn't add anything to this. It, it kind of took a little bit away. Mm-hmm. But for now, like this is my biggest recommendation since a year ago with Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, so three buys, and um, other than this, we've got Indiana Jones movies we're in the middle of. People already have heard our Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom recap. Last Crusade's coming That must have been great. Oh, it was great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait <laughs> Temple of Doom last... sucks. Yeah, Jamie did not like Temple of Doom. She gets a lot of mentions in the episode about her complaints, but I love it. Ben loves it. Last Crusade is next, and we're going to wrap up King of the Crystal Skull. Jamie and I might do a review of uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. We'll have to see if we actually bother to see it or not. Uh, but uh, oh, definitely, it's worth seeing. Oh, you've seen it? I have not seen it yet, but I'm just a fan of Transformers, and this is a. Uh, I think it's gonna hit. Oh, I really yeah, really I, think I'm not it's a huge hit. Transformers fan, but I love the anything with good. the Beast Wars, like for the for the old um, series that they had with it. I loved it. Yeah, so th- th- if we get it around to seeing it, maybe we'll bring you another another trio review of all three of us end up seeing it. But uh, guaranteed, there'll be 24 episodes um, started next week and then more Indiana Jones all the way through to the end of the month. Uh, and that's it. And on that note, I'm I'm gone because I need to go get something for my heartburn. Well, heartburn, heart, heart, we got to do our outro, heartburn, though. You got to do an outro. You got to stick around for that. We're, we're literally wrapping up the episode as Jamie's now complaining. She's got heartburn. She's so old. She hurt her. She hurt her hip the other day. She's literally the oldest person on here, even though she's not by age. Uh, but we'll wrap it up for her sake. Uh, I had spicy Thai chili for supper. So did I. I'm well, that was your fault. Heartburn. That was your fault. Uh, that was all your fault. All your fault. Anyways, my name is Colin, and uh, I kicked my butt into myself. And my name is Jamie, and I do things my own way. My name is Patrick, and are you in to see Beyond the Spider-Verse?
be successful. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.